Exciting edition of Eddie's 366 movies in 366 days. Yay, we are here. We're still plugging away. The pandemic was quite the time. It almost feels like so long ago, but it's still not that far from where we are now, right? Feels like it was ages ago, but it really wasn't. It wasn't even really that long ago. 2020 was only four years ago. Um, and it was definitely, 2020 was definitely a year. I would certainly like to forget for the rest of my freaking life. But I am, my interest was definitely fully engaged in today's film because there was an event out of the many, 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 many shit show events that happened during the pandemic that definitely intrigued me, right? Because it was a huge, huge thing and, and it basically is this battle, this David and Goliath, this rich versus the poor kind of battle that is always interesting and I'm talking about dumb money. Holy fucking shit. I will tell you, I've never seen anything like it. Holy fucking shit. It's the craziest I think I've ever seen. Everything okay? 11 fucking million dollars. What are you gonna do? Get a Ferrari? What the fuck? Oh, language, the baby's here. Yo, what up, everybody? Roy and Kitty here. I'm gonna pick a stock and talk about why I think it's interesting, and that stock is GameStop. I love this guy. Retail traders hooked into GameStop. I think they think it's a good investment. It looks like there's one guy driving all the buying. Who is this schmuck? Dumb money, man. Happy to take it. Wall Street is betting that this company is gonna fail. But if it fails, these hedge fund assholes make a shit ton of money. 70,000 people have watched this video. Corey Tenney, I love you! If he's in, I'm in. If he's in, I'm in. GameStop, those shares not stopping. The stock is only gonna go up. When they hit, I'm gonna buy you a mansion. Let's drink to that. My brother is a fucking nerd. Wall Street must be seeing this, right? Holy fucking shit. Holy shit. You should probably dial in. Holy fucking shit. Do you have a minute? I, uh, um. Babe, how much did we make today? Five million. How much did we lose today? A billion. And yesterday? Four million. And yesterday? A billion. Babe. Yeah. We're like really fucking rich. You got rich dudes pissing in their pants right now. They're coming after you. We need to talk about the GameStop situation. Retail traders always lose. <laughs> You've been served. Wall Street cheated. Surprise, surprise. You have to testify before Congress. The game has changed. What's the point of winning the race if you let some dipshit steal the prize? A lot of people feel the system is broken. The whole 
idea of the stock market is if you're smart and maybe with a little luck you can make your fortune. Certainly not anymore. There's no hope for the little guy. Shitballs. Maybe now there is. Fuck yeah. That's right. We're talking dumb money, which was released this year. Oh, well, last year, excuse me. It's directed by Craig Gillespie, Gillespie, excuse me. And it really follows a few characters. It follows Paul Dano, who plays Keith Gill, Roaring Kitty, who is basically the man who will kickstart this revolution, right? And he's going up against Vincent D'Onofrio, who plays Steve Cohen. He's going up against Nick Offerman, who plays Ken Griffin. Seth Rogen, who plays Gabe Plotkin. And Sebastian Stan, who plays Robin Hood head Vlad Tenev, right? And Dano, along with Anthony Ramos, who plays Marcus Garcia. America Ferreira, who plays Jenny, and uh, I believe Talia Ryder, who plays uh, Harmony Williams, are going to join along with Paul Dano in what was a event that was truly just mind-blowing. So basically what happened was they decided to completely flip the script with Wall Street, and these people got rich. By taking the GameStop, yeah, GameStop, the video game uh, company, they took their stock and made it the hottest commodity in the planet, right? And meanwhile, these hedge fund guys, right, like Offerman and and Rogan and Vincent D'Onofrio's characters and Sebastian Stan, all think it's a joke. They think it's a joke the whole entire time until it's thrown in their faces that it's definitely not a joke. And as Vincent D'Onofrio's character calls it, dumb money. So there's a reason the film is called Dumb Money because Wall Street rich guys, okay, the rich, look at poor people and look at their money and they call it dumb money because they think these dumb idiots will invest in a company and we're just going to take their money. Hence the word dumb money. But it's not what happened as history would show it. GameStop's stocks rose to an all-time high. And it really started this, this whole thing with people getting obsessed with Robin Hood. Even though Robin Hood tried to fuck them in the end uh, as well. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so there's a couple things that I, I really want to talk about with uh, this movie one of them is it's hard to get into a movie like this unless you really follow the stock market now it's not as complicated as the big short right because the big short while they do explain things right mansplain and whatever and just explain everything that's going on it's rather boring like, I always thought the big short was just boring because it's like I don't give a shit about all these things, like the, this terminology and these and these scenarios. Like, it, it just doesn't doesn't 
you know, really click with me. But Dumb Money, on the other hand, is kind of this film that kind of takes that concept and kind of dumbs it down in putting it into characters that we can relate to, right? Like Paul Dano's character, who is just this regular guy who works for whatever company. I think he works for an investment company um, who is struggling, right? He's struggling. He's struggling with life. He's not exactly where he wants to be financially. He's got a dickhead brother named Kevin, played by Pete Davidson, who is just a complete fuck-up, right? Who does DoorDash, and he eats people's food while he DoorDashes, um, and he lives at home with his parents, right? And then you've got Jenny, played by America Ferreira, who is this struggling nurse who's just trying to make ends meet. She obviously, you know, needs money for her son to fix, you know, what's going on with her son. You've got Talia Ryder, who plays Harmony Williams, who is a college student who's over $100,000 in debt up to her freaking neck. You know what I mean? And these are relatable characters, right? Because we don't really give a shit about rich assholes. Like Gay Plotkin and Ken Griffin and Steve Cohen and Vlad Tenef and his partner, who obviously was a stooge, right? Bajubat, who was obviously just a stooge who went along for the ride, right? And maybe he was brilliant in his own way. I don't really care. These people, these people don't impress me at all. I'm just going to say that right now. But the fact that they have these characters in here, and even Marcos Garcia, who's played by Anthony Ramos, a kid working at GameStop who's basically living paycheck to paycheck, barely has any money, right? Doesn't want to let his parents down, so on and so forth. Those are relatable characters, and that's what makes this fun to watch in a way is because the characters are so you know, relatable. They're us, right? We all struggle. We all want to get ahead. Unless you're rich, then you're an asshole. But other than that, you know, we're all struggling, you know, just trying to make ends meet, trying to figure out what's going to be the thing that that catapults us and creates who we want to be. And if we ever really do get there, who knows, right? Unfortunately. So, yeah, these characters are, are that's what makes this this a good film is the characters are relatable. Now, I did say I wanted to talk about a couple things, right? And I have a huge 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 problem with this film for one reason and one reason only. You're not going to fucking fool me and tell me that you filmed scenes in Brockton Mass. When it don't even look like Brockton, Mass. Right? Now, for those of you who don't know what Brockton, Mass is, it's the city of champions. Right? It's where Rocky Marciano was from. The only ever undefeated heavyweight boxer to ever retire. Undefeated, by the way. And I looked it up. Sure enough, every single thing was filmed in New Jersey. Now, if this was before the 2000s, I would say... Not surprised 
because the tax laws in Massachusetts kept Hollywood out. But it's different now. And there's no reason why you couldn't have filmed in actual Brockton, at least at the high school. Like, I, I looked at that field, and that was my giveaway. You know, and I was like, that's not Brockton. You know, I went to school and, you know, I went to college in Brockton. So, yeah. I was a little perturbed by that because I was just like, man, really? Really? You're right down in New Jersey. All you got to do is drive up to Mass, film Paul Dano's scenes in, in, in Brockton, or at least some town in Massachusetts, and obviously do the scenes at, at the at the high school where you're running, right? I mean, how hard is that? That's what you pay scouting people for, you know, to go f- to go scout filming locations. No, you want to do it in in New Jersey, and you know, only in New Jersey. Yeah, I was a little I was a little bothered by that. That 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 to me, the film lost points. The film itself lost points based on that. And why is WAP such a huge song in this in this soundtrack? I don't get it. Was that the hottest song of 2020 at that time? You know, or was it Savage? I think is that song. You know, I'm a blah, 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 Savage. Didn't whatever. I don't know. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I was I was a little perturbed by the the fact that they couldn't even take the time to really film at Brockton High School. It was just like it's so pathetic. In a way, uh, acting is really good. I enjoyed it. Paul Dano is fantastic, dude. I mean, come on. I have not seen one bad film from this guy. He is he is a fantastic actor. Always enjoy everything he does. Um, Pete Davidson does a fantastic job just being Pete Davidson. I'm telling you, he doesn't have to do much, but he's Pete Davidson. America Ferrera, great. Nick Offerman. Was cool. I mean, he kind of played a very dry version of himself. And I think you have to be that way to be a, a scumbag's hedge fund guy. Um, you know, good job by Seth. Always loved Seth Rogen. Sebastian Stan, loved it, right? He was this weird combination of, uh, I don't know. I couldn't really figure it out. But it was it was cool. It was cool seeing Sebastian Stan. He was probably my favorite. Out of all of them. Um, yeah, so check it out. It's on Netflix. Dumb Money. Now, again, like I said before, you don't have to completely understand stocks to know everything. I mean, it would help. There's a lot of terminology that, that's used. But I, I think where it is is the story is the struggle of these characters and their fight. Against the man. That's where it's at in this story. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, this would have been a who cares kind of movie. But it was good. I'm going to give it a B for a final grade. Check it out. It's on Netflix. I'll see you guys all manana.